All right, you just heard the captain and the captain's brief. If you have not heard the Saturday show, you're missing a lot. Him and Tom Evans really do a great job in the captain's brief. Heard every uh, Saturday morning, 11, 1130, right here on LI News Radio. Of course, the captain's company, uh, Global Threat Solutions, incredible company. You go to the site, check it all out, globalthreatsolutions.com. Uh, for peace of mind in uncertain times, you got to check it out. Provides so much as far as services and everything else. Uh, check it out, Global Threat solutions.com the aforementioned captain himself ken bombay's under the weather but still uh comes through and hopefully on the men sir are you on the mend yep i'm feeling better jay i have to say the last 24 hours made good. a big difference awesome get plenty of rest and you'll be in good shape be as good as new as good as new probably tomorrow too uh as you get ready for the new year my friend all right lots going on we appreciate your presence um, I want to start with what's happening at the border. I mean, just the, I, it's hard to understand and comprehend, especially the numbers from November and this month. And, you know, if you really kind of absorb this, folks, 11,000 or so migrants are waiting in shelters and camps in Mexico, hoping to ent- enter the United States. Uh, just an unprecedented surge, Cap, at the southern border. Um as mentioned, you know, in recent weeks, right? Thousands have crossed the border each day, overwhelming authorities, straining border cities, and uh, and uh, and that is it. You know, so I mean, it's somewhat given dates from eight years uh, in the making. You know, twenty thirty one. I'm not kidding. Twenty thirty one. People are, are being asked to come back. Are you kidding me? Um, it's it's just overwhelming. Meanwhile, the president is, uh, where is he, in St. Croix, I think I read, or somewhere around there. You know, he was in Camp Day. It's 411 days on vacation. That's the number I wrote down here since he's been in office. I mean, it is just unbelievable. While he's, uh, you know, carousing around the beaches and getting some sunshine, this this nation is just grappling uh, left and right with so many things. Hard to believe. But uh, the, the yeah. problem at the border is... Uh, is as intense as ever, Cap. It is. It is. You're right. It's just, look, I, I get presidents have to go on vacation, but it's really bad optics. The world is on fire right now. Right now, as we speak, you know, between the attacks in the Red Sea and the attacks in Syria and Iraq against our troops, of critically injured soldiers. We have the border, which is a disaster. Like you say, Secretary of State Blinken and Homeland Security Director Mayorkas are both going to Mexico City to discuss this, what they're acting is like, this this new emerging problem. But this is a problem that's been going on since day one with this administration. It's self-inflicted. They created this overnight when they took office. They put policies in place, and now this is what we have. Um, so to just talk about some of those numbers, just over Christmas weekend, we had 35,000 migrants cross the border, and over 730,000 since October 1st. And like you said, Jay, and this is the most astonishing stat, that many of these people won't get court dates for seven or eight years, which, let's be totally frank, that basically means we're letting them be Americans. It wants you, if you could run, you know, run across the border and make your way here, you're an American. Now, we know there's big efforts here to, to allow these people. That's the strategy. That's the only logical strategy you could see to allow this to happen so systematically is to eventually make these people voters. That's it. There's no other reason. What is the the benefit of allowing immigration to occur the way this has been occurring. There's no positive to this other than that. I mean, I, 
I have no problem. Bring, I see the benefit in immigration itself and bringing in even strong numbers here. To, to, beneficial to our country, for our workforce, for our future. I get that. Um, but not in this strategy, not with no vetting, not with such a, a, um, a robust attack on the border every single day that our forces are overwhelmed and people are coming here whether we want them to or not. That's not the way it's supposed to be done. They allowed this to happen. And one thing I'll mention, one more thing, is that, you know, it seems just a big problem, a, a difference. We have to highlight the strategy of this administration and what most people, most Americans, would like to see happen. Well, most people, I think, want to see the border secured. And even right now, in an emergency measure, shut down. I think this administration, a lot of their their in, uh, strategy has to do with it just a way to avoid this bottleneck and spread it out. It's not to stop the immigration, just to cause that very local problem down in, uh, on the border where we see all these bottlenecks. In other words, they're offering like incentives to people not to cross the border in that fashion, like give them visas. That's one of the strategies they're discussing. So it's not that they don't want these people rushing into our country. It's just they want to get rid of that the optics that we see every single day down there. Um, at least that's part of their strategy, and I think it's wrong. I think what we need to do right now, I've never seen a more of a justification yeah. to have an executive order to shut the border down 100% until we figure out how to make it a workable system. There's no reason to have this border open. It really isn't. Uh, the state of Mexico policies, policies that were under the Trump administration, they worked. You know, they worked. And uh, it's dangerous. It's, I mean, listen, the fentanyl alone we know has been killing uh, Americans. The cartels, the human trafficking. Uh, with all that's going on in the Middle East, we have uh, individuals that have been stopped at that border from that area, from that region. I mean, it, it, it's common sense. What purpose does it serve at this point in time? It's downright dangerous. We're not vetting everybody. The gotaways, over 2 million since this administration began. What purpose is it? I, I, I just don't understand how anybody uh, in their right mind would not oppose a halt to this whole process. We already know Title 42, what happened back in May, uh, that certainly signaled a surge. It is, it is beyond comprehension. I mean, I've run out of words. I've run out of adjectives. I got to tell you, um, it is a common sense situation that the administration does not care to address properly. This being the very reason why Joe Biden should not become elected, because he has put everybody in harm's way. God forbid another 9-11, which a lot of people say a lot smarter than me uh, is imminent based on what is going on. So, uh, Captain, I tell you. You know, as we end this year and we see these numbers, um, it is just beyond the realm of thinking how this could be allowed. Uh, even if you, and, and I get it, I get it, there's a way of thinking as far as progressives and Democrats that everybody should be given a chance, as do I, okay? As I know you do as well. But you want the process to be fair. I mean, right? You, I mean, you want the process yeah. to be in play where we allow people to come into this country, but properly, which we obviously are not doing. 
And I'll tell you, Jay, everyone gets focused on this. Well, we have to allow people who are looking for a better life to come here. And, and of course, that's true at some level. But immigration is supposed to work for America. We need to step up programs to bring the people here that we want here. If we need engineers or doctors or people with specific backgrounds, let's put programs in place to bring those people here to make America stronger, to make to, to fill the the, um, the vacancies that we have. That's how there's supposed to be a comprehensive migration program here. Let's let it benefit America. And instead, it's like it's just a free-for-all at the border. We have Chinese-age, uh, military-age Ameri- uh, Chinese coming across the border in high numbers, we have. We know we have people coming in from on the terror watch list from the Middle East. It's a disaster, and we're going to see the repercussions of this, and probably in devastating ways for way over a decade, probably several decades. We're going to see this in, in a administration that has been plagued with horrible foreign policy. This is by far the worst decision, the worst policy they've put in place is that border, and it's going to affect this country for. In decades to come. Listen, I, I said this is the number one issue uh, in 2024. For me, it is. And I think a lot of people feel the same way. Some people will say inflation. Some people will say uh, crime. Uh, listen, to me, economy, <clears throat> this is number one for me because you put everybody in harm's way. And we have had several incidents of individuals that have been led into this country that have already been involved uh, with heinous acts. We know that. Okay, too many to too many to 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 talk about. Too many. Okay, uh, we got to do a better job. And again, it's top of the charts for me as we get into next November, without a question. The captain with us, uh, the global threat report. Cap, let's go to another area, and that is uh, what's happening right now uh, in the uh, Middle East, and you know these Houthis. We talked about retaliatory strikes and everything else. Finally, the U.S. has woken up with over 100 attacks on them on these air bases in and around that region since the 17th uh, of October. Uh, it is a widening situation, a fast-moving situation. Uh, you got a multi-arena war there. Uh, attacks multiple directions. Uh, you got Netanyahu meeting with U.S. officials yesterday to discuss the transition and the next phase uh, of this uh, conflict. There are a lot of issues, humanitarian and everything else. Uh, all sides are coming in fast for Netanyahu and company. Uh, the prime minister has said, you know, he is not stopping anything. They are going to finish the job. Give me a sense of what you're hearing there. Yeah, they've, they're escalating. At a time, they're telling the Biden administration that they're going to be transitioning to um, a lower-intensity conflict. Um, they're actually, right now, they never gave a date on that that promise, and right now they're, they're escalating operations there, and they need to, and they're going into parts of Gaza that are going to, that we're just going to see more and more death, unfortunately, occur, but it's a necessary evil, and it's done. They've uncovered so many of these tunnel networks they've taken out so many people that were involved in that or just related to hamas specifically it's you know essentially it's a part of the world that's run by a terror group and that's why we're seeing this right now and it's one-sided israel has to do what they have to do an element that has incorporated the civilian population into their military not even a military strategy because they're not a military but into their operations 
And so on, as you'll take every step you can, Israel has, to try and avoid civilian casualties. But unfortunately, if you look at Gaza, there's no way around that, especially when the people are, they're, you know, complicit in so many ways. The vast majority, the polls show, the vast majority of Palestinians today, as we sit here discussing this, Jay, support what Hamas did on October 7th. The, I think it's 72% in the poll show that they support what Hamas did. So I think there's a disconnect from what people believe, like they're, they're trying to make these Palestinians victims. Meanwhile, they fully support um, the genocide of, of Jews. I mean, and how do you deal with someone like that? This is it. Diplomatic efforts are not going to solve that problem. This is the only solution to that problem, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the only solution is to get rid of Hamas. I mean, that's really it. Uh, that's the only solution. There's no other way. Because if you allow them to intertwine themselves uh, with the Palestinian people, this whole thing is going to happen again and again and again. Listen, they may have known quite well that they are against Israel in so many ways for functioning. They hate Jewish the Jewish population. They will try and kill as many Jews as they can in coming years. Uh, October 7th can be duplicated over and over again. Uh, listen, the only way, the only way uh, to uh, get rid of a bully is to get rid of them permanently. That's it. It's the only way to do it. And uh, Hamas has to be destroyed. They have to be destroyed uh, that is the mission here. There's no other way, Cap. Did we lose the Cap? I lost the Cap. I'm back. I'm getting back. Him back. There you go. Go ahead. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's what... I, I have to say, this is so complex that I know people are already discussing the way forward. I don't see any way, Jay, that Israel's not going to have to have a, a really strong hand in the security of that region. You have, you know, like I said, let's say Hamas, 30,000 or so people, this, this leadership element that they've chosen, say that they're no longer there. Who's going to lead the Palestinians? And are those people going to feel the exact same way that Hamas does? And unfortunately, this is a vicious cycle. Because you know how many people, because of this conflict, that Hamas attacked Israel and committed atrocities, and now Israel is aggressively launching operations and and. Uh, killing people, obviously bad guys, but unfortunately killing some other people too. It's a whole new generation of people being raised over there that are, are, you know, swearing right now to kill Jews for the rest of their life. I don't see a diplomatic solution to this that's going to work. I don't see, honestly, a two-state solution. I, I get it. I get the idea of it. But you're going to have, if, there's, if, we, if there were two states officially tomorrow right there, you're going to have the, there will be attacks like we saw on October 7th coming in the future. They believe the Jews shouldn't exist. They believe they should be wiped off the earth. How do you negotiate with someone like that? How do you peacefully coexist with, with people who feel that way? I'm not sure that's the solution. I no. think in the short term, Israel needs to have a heavy hand in security in that region, whether the international community wants it or not. And not only that, you, you've got the uh, the uh, Iran uh, situation to kind of uh, deal with. Because, you know, you look at Iran, and they're on the cusp. You know, maybe a nuclear breakout. Who knows? 
uh, when you try and resurrect, you know, your former boss's disastrous nuclear deal, Barack Obama we're talking about, uh, you know what? Uh, that failed. He went to another way, including a ransom of a hefty magnitude for hostages and everything else, the $6 billion, the exchange, a billion and change uh, for each person transferred, Captain. But uh, we know that they are ramping it up as far as the production of this enriched uranium. Uh, we know that the levels are alarming. Uh, we know that. And uh, it, it's, it's not getting easy with what's going on. You got Hezbollah in the north. You got the Houthis from Yemen. Uh, it's, it's like, you know, all, all sides now. You're getting it from all sides very little as far as retaliation is concerned. We got a, a commander-in-chief right now uh, who doesn't know what day of the week it is and sunning himself in St. Croix. So, I, you know, it's, it's really, it's, it's not even funny anymore. It's not even funny anymore. But we've got a war going on, and Iran is slowly but surely creeping up in the nuclear way. Yeah. Yeah, this is, uh, you know, it's something because we've been sidetracked with, you know, Ukraine and now Israel and China. No one's paying attention to this this nuclear issue with Iran. Now we're learning that, they, you know, they need 90 percent nuclear weapons uh, enrichment. They need 90 percent for weapons grade for production. They're at 60 and they've tripled production operations right now. So now we're in. And then when you look at that, Jay, uh it takes when you have near weapons grade uranium it takes just days or weeks to make that into weapons grade and put it in a weapon so i I think we're nearing the level right now obviously there is complete diplomatic relations or negotiations have never been worse between iran and, and the united states arguably since they held our hostages so that's not really a solution right now i think we're getting very close to having to launch just a military operation to bring them back a decade that's what needs to happen. We cannot allow this to happen. To let Think about what would Israel look like right now if mm-hmm. Iran had nuclear weapons? I mean, you have to ask yourself that question. I think uh, we need to, there's a few things we need to do. First of all, we need to strike those and reduce their nuclear capabilities in Iran. That's one thing that needs to happen. We also need to make, launch massive um, economic sanctions on Iran just because they're attacking us every day through the Houthis in the Red Sea and in Syria and Iraq. They're attacking us every day. And this administration loves to talk about root causes. They want to get to the root cause. Well, I know what it is. I'll give them a little secret, Jay. It's called Iran. That's the root cause of all these attacks. All these problems is called Iran. And for some reason, we're terrified to deal with them right now. I think that we need to start targeting Iran directly. We know they're behind all these attacks. So we need to target them. The Republican Guard footprint throughout the region directly militarily target Iranian assets. That's what needs to start happening. You know, and I, I get it. They don't want to escalate this, uh, this conflict right now between Israel and, and Hamas. But this is why we got here in the first place. The same reason we let the Taliban chase us out of Afghanistan and did nothing, because we didn't want to bring more troops in and escalate the situation. Same reason we treaded lightly with Russia, because we're afraid to escalate the conflict. Same reason we let China fly balloons all over our country, because we didn't want to do anything provocative. That weakness is what created this. That's why they're attacking us all over the, 
the Middle East right now, Jay, because they know we're not going to do anything about it. And until we start taking direct action, yes, might it escalate? It might, but maybe escalation is what's needed to get to the bottom of this because every single day we're being attacked, almost every day. We're over 103 in the region against U.S. assets. Now we just had to shoot down 12 drones, five missiles in the Red Sea. That's not a long-term strategy. Shooting down their, their weapons they're using to attack ships. We have to go, go offensively and not defensively and start hitting those Houthi targets in there. We know where they are. Our intelligence knows we could shut them down. Why are we not doing this? It's fear. That's all it is. And weakness, Jay. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the folks like Xi out of China think uh, that's why they want him reelected because they wanted to continue this weakness. You know, it's almost like when you were a kid going to school and your regular teacher was out sick or whatever. Uh, and that teacher was tough. And then you get a substitute in who's, you know, like easy peasy. And you say to yourself, wow, uh, I hope I get this guy or gal tomorrow. Same thing. You know, you don't want it to end. You don't want the weakness to end. You want it to continue. And that is what the United States right now portrays, unfortunately. When there is weakness, things go awry. Okay? You look what's happening in North Korea. With that nut job firing off ballistic missiles. You look what's happening with China, you know, getting their claws out ready for Taiwan. You look what's going on in Iran, the proxies and everything else, the funding of these groups. Uh, this all equates to foul play. And that's what we have seen since this administration took over. And uh, it's, it's so important. Uh, to keep your eyes on this because, uh, you know, you don't get a sense it's going to get better. These are why we have elections. Uh, these are why we have elections, folks. Cap, well done. Um, you feel better, rest it up, and we'll watch uh, what's happening in, with some of these uh, cycles and everything else and probably have to get you on tomorrow. Excellent. I look forward to it, Jay. Thanks.